about tapping into God's power. I've been running into a lot of people who have been feeling very weak, who've been feeling exhausted, uh, maybe feeling really, really discouraged, like they have been battling and battling and battling and having done all they've been battling, and they're just tired. They're, they're feeling uh, discouraged. They're feeling weak. And then you're looking around saying, okay, God, where is this victory? Where is that? So we're going to focus on that today to help you, wow, in the places of your discouragement, your places where you, I know you have battles. I have battles. We all have battles. And then how do we like continue and move forward and really see the answers come to pass? We're going to need to tap in to a God who is huge. And sometimes it may feel like he's distant, disinterested, uh, like not doing anything, whatever that is. And so it may feel like you're all alone. And so we we need to be reminded and we need help. We need help in a God that really is powerful. I I, I know I minister on God as love, uh, but let me tell you, love not only is tender and doesn't bruise the broken reed and snuff out the wick, so he's so tender and so, but he is kick butt powerful. God not only outlasts everything, but has already overcome everything. So we're going to really talk about that. And part of this is to help you tap in to the strength that you need for what you're facing, because none of us are going to do this in and of ourselves as we remain in him and him and us, we will bear much fruit apart from him. We can do, let me think, oh yeah, nothing. Okay. Let's go to Isaiah 11 two. This is the passion translation. And this is talking about the spirit of God that rested on Christ. But you have to understand as a, as a human being, if, if anybody needed some strengthening in his human flesh and his humanity, it was Jesus when he's, what well, not just on the cross, but just enduring throughout his whole life with all the crap he had to deal with. <laughs> okay. So this is talking about the spirit of Yahweh shall rest upon him the spirit of extraordinary wisdom. This is what you have access to. The spirit of perfect understanding. Wow, do we need understanding. The spirit of wise strategy. You need wisdom. You need strategies, practical, rubber meet the road for your finances, your body, your career, your, you know, raising kids. I mean, whatever you got going on. The spirit of mighty power. So we're not, we're talking about kick butt explosive power. And God has been ministering that revelation of that to me of this explosive nature of his power. He is not anemic. He is not weak. He is not dispassionate. He, whoo baby, he kicks but the spirit of revelation, we need things revealed. We need to be revealed as sons and daughters that help release creation from its bondage and the spirit of the fear of Yahweh. That is your God. I'm not, I'm tapping into you. 
I am like robust and empowered. Uh, Philippians 3.12 says uh, that God is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing. That's energy. That's dunamis. That's power and empowering, energizing, creating in you the power. So it is, if you're out of energy, if you've got nothing, if you're on double E, well, he is in you, energizing and creating in you. If you don't have any, he's creating in you the power and desire to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. Just had to throw that one in there. Psalm 18, 2, Passion Translation, Yahweh, you are the bedrock beneath my feet. Like he is so solid. He is so firm. I know there may be mire and muck and, and quicksand, and but underneath all that, he is a bedrock. Everything rests on him. My faith fortress. So you're not working up your faith in and of yourself. Oh my God, how exhausting. He is your fortress. You run into his faith, <laughs> right? And that is a fortress. My wonderful deliverer. Are there things that you need deliverance from? Well, ding to ding, ding. He's not just a deliverer. He's a wonderful delivery. My God, my rock of rescue where none can reach me. Man, when they're, when it's all going down and the only person that can help you is a God who loved you and gave himself up. He is that bedrock. He is the rescuer. Uh, you're the shield around me, my mighty power that saves me and my high place. So he takes you to a high, he takes you from the depths of hell and whatever experience you're having to this high place of seated with him because that's him. That's his perspective. That's what he's pulled you out of. Psalm 66, 3, for he's the awe-inspiring God, great and glorious in power. We've never seen anything like him. Mighty in miracles, you cause your enemies to tremble. No wonder they all surrender and bow before you. And I just want to make sure that we're very clear about what our enemies are. They're not flesh and blood. Now, I, I know we may be voting on the opposite sides and blah, yada, yada, yada. They're evil, evil things. Okay. So, I, but the people in and of themselves are not, the, you're not battling against them. You're battling against those spirits behind them that are moving them. If you think in the spiritual realm as a spiritual entity and the spirits in their minds, however you're interpreting that, but not the person in and of themselves. Just thought I, I, I need to, to highlight that. We also understand that death is the ultimate enemy. And I'm just going to give you a little scripture for that. 1 Corinthians 15, 25 through 27, 54 through 55. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he has, hath, has put all things under his feet. So, uh, and when, when corruptible shall have put on incorruption, okay, that is, um, the, the flesh that's subject to decay and death shall put up this glorious incorruption or glorification, which is yours, beloved. And this mortal shall have put on the immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. I love that. So death is not just like knocked down. It's swallowed. It's engulfed. It's swamped out, right? Where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? Second Timothy 1.10, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality through the gospel. And just one more, Hebrews 2.14.15, since all his children, and let me just say this, if you are a human being, you are God's child. 
those that have embraced him as savior and are go and, and are yielding to his spirit. These are the sons and daughters of God. But, you know, this is not exclusive. Just thought I'd bring that out. Since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with every single human being that's ever been born. Okay. To identify with us. He did this so he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser, annihilating the effects of the intimidating accuser. So it, it is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? You can almost hear his, like, do not point to my kids. Do not accuse my kids. I've justified. Who are you to condemn? So that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives in bondage. He is there to set you free from every area of bondage, even if it's you've lived in bondage your, your entire life, to the tormenting dread of death. Wow. And then First uh, John 3, 14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Death has power in the place where we've not transcended through love. And then lastly, Revelations 1, 18, I am the living one. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Okay. So because Christ conquered, you can conquer. And if, if the enemy is ultimately death, death, hell in the grave. Okay. If that's ultimately the enemy, well, what you got going on? That's looking like death. That's looking like hell. That's looking like decay in the grave. You have been empowered through him. But we're going to go back because I just wanted to elucidate who the enemy is. Okay, so 1 Corinthians one twenty three through 25, this is to help strengthen you. Oh, baby, this is to help you experience that spirit of might. I know your, your spirit inside is like hopping up and down. It's our minds and our bodies where we just got so defeated, weary, discouraged. And this is to help encourage you, infuse courage within you. First Corinthians 1, 23 through 25, but we preach the crucified Messiah. The Jews stumble over him and the rest of the world sees him as foolishness. So we had two responses to Christ crucified. It looked like, oh my God, this is the biggest defeat ever. So either that's like a joke, okay, or the world sees it as foolish, well, like talk to the hand, right? You know what I mean? And the Jews stumble over him. It's, or it's a stumbling block. Like, I can't, I can't deal with a Messiah who would yield to death in order, oh my goodness, to embrace and win back, <clears throat> save his kids. But for those who have been chosen to follow him. So have you drawn breath? Okay. You've been chosen. <laughs> you were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world to be before him in love. And so as you, you did not choose me, I chose you and his choice is actually trumps your choice. But for you to experience the effects of his choice, you do need to choose him back. 
there really is only one way to the Father, okay? So he's wooing our hearts to choose him, not just like in the prayer, the magic jump through the hoop prayer. No, to choose him in every area. Like I choose you in this place where I am flat on my back. I choose you in this place where it looks like it just goes from bad to worse. I choose you in the place where I'm going bankrupt. I choose you in the place where I'm praying for my kids and they're spinning out. I choose us in this place where I've got depression or anxiety just like torment me. I choose you in this place because that is what's going to be helping you experience this mighty power to put you over which is yours. Verse 25, for the foolish things of God have been proven to be wiser than human wisdom. So we get, we, we, we trip over human wisdom. A lot of times we try to operate in our own wisdom and we wonder why it doesn't work. As you remain in me, me and you, you will very much fade apart from me. You can do nothing. So the sons of God, the, the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. So what is the spirit leading you? Yeah, it may just seem foolish in your mind, but if that is him and you know it's him, oh my goodness, do that because it's greater than any human wisdom can cough up. And the feeble things of God have been proven to be far more powerful than any human ability. He's not looking for you to to eke this thing out in your own ability. This is actually really not about you in terms of performing. It's about him and his performance. And I'm telling you, he's the one to help you connect to that performance so you can experience the fruit of that performance to help you connect with his triumph so you can experience the fruit of that triumph. Because whatever you're going through, it's not as deep as Christ. Okay, whatever you're going through, it is not as deep as him. And he's able to put you over. Second Corinthians 12, 9, Passion Translation, this is Christ. Uh, this is about the thorn in the flesh. Okay, this is not sickness and disease that was placed on Paul. Okay, that's a misunderstanding. But I want you to receive it in a broader context, okay? But he, Christ, answered me, my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. Listen, when you can't lift up your head and you know if it's not Christ, you're going down. Well, guess what? Bam! Christ's power in you gets to triumph. The line of Judah like roars and everything quakes. Why? Because he's relentless in pursuit of your heart and pursuit of you and relentless in against everything bringing death, which is why he doesn't like sin, by the way, because it's bad for you, but he's not angry at you. He's delivering you. It is his power, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Whoo, baby, this is a big deal. So I will celebrate my weakness. Now, this is not just just means, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I am so weak like this. Wow. I'm weaker, man. I can't do squat. That is actually a good place to get to at the end of ourselves because it's actually kind of real apart from him. We can do nothing for when I'm weak. I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. Listen, when you, when you hear about what the uh, church fathers and church mothers went through and they were just glorifying God. Well, they weren't gluttons for punishment. They were just transcending all the crap. You know, bulls would be goring them to death and they would be 
glorifying God. They'd be put on fire and they would be glorifying God. They would be crucified upside down and glorifying God. They were poured in pots of boiling oil and glorifying God. So these were the tortures and torments and they transcended. That is power, baby. Well, that's the power that's in you. Ephesians 1, 18 through 20, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. This is illuminating. This is helping you to see where you can't see. You are up against a wall. You are up against a rock in a hard place. You cannot see, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones, and the inheritance in you for everything you need. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith, not your faith, Christ's faith. So nobody freaked that they don't have enough faith to, you know, eat this out. God has enough faith. He's confident when you are all over the map. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest authority honor and extreme authority in the heavenly realm. You've got that explosive power within you. You know, it's so interesting. I've been ministering so many people and they're flat on their backs and God is ministering that explosive power. It is explosive. It is where the dunamis, that's where dynamite comes from. But I, that's not where I got it. I just kept on hearing the explosions exploding off all the crap, including death. Wow. Whoo, baby. Okay. Let's go to Ephesians 3.20. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. Working in you and accomplishing it. It's his power, not your power, not your faith. Apart from him, we can do squat. This is why Paul was glorifying in his weakness. Like, I can't do squat. But man, that explosive power is in you. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all with a miraculous power constantly that his miraculous power that constantly energizes you. And so Father, I just thank you for releasing that power that energizes, that power that is so explosive. It literally raises from the dead. That power in your son, in your daughter, in the situation that is besieging them, in their place of bondage, in their place of despair, in their place of weakness, in their place of discouragement, in their place of of accusation where it's just one thing coming against them after the next thing, after the next thing, after the next thing. Wow, you are greater than all that. And Father, I just thank you for stirring up their spirits and lightening the eyes of their understanding so they're able to connect with that explosive power in them that if God be for them, who can be against them? And I just thank you that nothing separates them from love, not no trial, no death, no past, no present, no future. Nothing separates them from your love that puts them over because love never fails. And I thank you for energizing that within them, that spirit of might within them that they can connect and be put over and, and no one will be confused about who did that. That is the one that loved them and gave himself up for them, not in and of themselves, but in him.
that we, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, actually his faith, the faith of the one who loved them and gave themselves up for him. Papa, I just release that spirit of might and counsel and wisdom and understanding and revelation over all these sons and daughters. And I thank you that they get to overcome and be enlarged in the midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a fabulous day and let me hear from you. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.